Hey guys and gals, what is up? Good Friday morning to you. This is October the 7th, 2022, and we are on episode 113, I believe. Today is a replay of the presentation that I did at Self-Reliance Festival last weekend. I talked about the DISC model of human behavior. My presentation was titled Bridging the Personality Gap. Um, The audio is a little bit off because I was recording from my phone with a uh, like a Bluetooth mic connected to it and so it it's not a perfect sound but it still sounds pretty good you can hear what I'm saying and all of that it's just going to be a little bit different than what you hear on my mic but I had a lot of fun doing that presentation I've never done something like that before in my life in all of my nearly 36 years and I really actually kind of enjoyed doing that I I wasn't sure if I would flame out and forget everything I had to say or get up there and just get the nerves and not be able to say anything and get tongue-tied but actually I felt like I did pretty well I think I could do better in remembering more of what I have to say instead of relying on my notes so much just to uh, keep being able to to move forward with the presentation. But I hope you enjoy it. Uh, listen in. Check it out. Let me know what you think. It was a lot of fun. Here you go. Bridging the personality gap. So I hope you guys can forgive me. This is my first ever live speech in front of this many people. It's a little bit of virgin territory for me, so forgive me if I finish a bit early. So, yeah, here you go. How have you guys enjoyed it so far? Yeah, awesome. So my work here is done, right? Because if everybody's enjoyed it, it's been a great speech, my work is done, right? No? Oh, the event. You've enjoyed the event, not the speech. Okay. We'll get into that. So, I'm, I don't have a career in comedy, I guess. I'm, I'm like Theseus. I'm not going to go into comedy. But um, you ever notice how different people are? Nicole referenced it a little bit as far as how people think and act and do and say and feel. You know, for me, when I went out to base camp that first time, I'm a get shit done person. But I, I internalize things. So that first day when I went out there, and I sat there looking at the stairway. I'm going to get rid of this. I sat there looking at the stairway, and I wasn't talking. You know, I was looking at it, I hemmed and hawed around, I kind of walked around a little bit and looked at what needed to be done. It's because I internalize things. I think internally before I verbalize it. If I was a verbalizer, I would have talked through it. I would have said, well, I'm probably going to need four two-by-twelves, and I need... Six two-by-sixes, eight feet long. No, you know what? I'm going to need six two-by-twelves. And I would have talked myself in a circle. For me, that would have been confusing because I internalize things before I talk about them. I have to know what I'm going to say before I say it. So a lot of people are, are different than that. And the fact that there's differences in our temperaments, in the way that we think, in the way we react in a crowd, the way we approach people, how comfortable we are in a conversation... That all has to do with personality. And that's something I love talking about. Uh, Britannica defines personality. It says, it's a characteristic way of thinking, feeling, and behaving. It embraces your moods, your attitudes, and your opinions, and it's most clearly expressed in interactions with other people. Um, it, It includes behavioral characteristics, both inherent and acquired, 
that distinguish one person from another, and it can be observed in people's relations to the environment and to the social group. So with that in mind, who all here has a personality? Everybody? This guy didn't raise his hand. He might not have a... No, everybody's got a personality, and we're, and we're all different. And that's, that's kind of the beautiful thing about it. Some of us are a little bit more vanilla than others, but we've still got personality. And if you can observe personality, you can understand how to build stronger relationships, both in, in your marriage, with your kids, in business, in all the things. Like every, everything that has to do with people, which is nearly everything in life, you can use the understanding of personality to, to build a stronger relationship there, bridging that gap. That's why I call this bridging the personality gap. So there's a lot of different personality models out there. I'm partial to the DISC model of human behavior, which sounds a little bit boring, but um, it's where I'm going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, I'm going to build a model for you today that's going to help you to understand how to use the information to better interact with other people. So, let's see. So we've got a big circle here, which encompasses the whole of human personality. And if I just say, okay, this is personality, and there's me, right? Here's Nicole, maybe this is Jack, uh, this might be Tim, you might have Thesia over here, but you don't know how to implement this information or what any of that means. But if I draw a line through the center of it right here, then you begin to see how, you know, where people fit in on the model just a little bit better. Like you're like, okay, so now I obviously know that I'm down here. I'm underneath the midline. They're higher above the midline. But you don't know what that means. So there's a couple of questions that we can ask to kind of determine where we find ourselves. And as I build this model, I'm not putting anybody in a box or trying to, to define somebody or... or put you somewhere, like we're not adding labels, it's just something to understand people better. But what we can do to understand where we fit in here is ask ourselves, am I more outgoing? Or am I more reserved? I'm just gonna, my spelling, spelling and writing is not my strong suit, as you can tell. I did not get the art in the family. So an outgoing person, they tend to speak and move with higher levels of energy. Their facial expressions, they have more passion, and they're, like, they're, they're just big gestures. They're all out there. They're all over the place. Reserved people tend to speak a little more quietly, less forcefully, and they're a little more guarded in their expressions and, and what they say and do and all of that. Nicole told the story of me at, at base camp. So if she had known this model here, she could have told by the way I was approaching the building the stairway because I stood back and thought about it. And I, it took me a while before I said anything. She would have known that I was more reserved because obviously I'm standing there not saying anything. I'm not talking it out. So outgoing people, again, are fast-paced. They're involved in what's going on, energetic, optimistic, positive, and enthusiastic. Their focus is on talking things out. Okay, They, they say things... My wife is the outgoing type, and it's like her brain doesn't produce words unless they're coming out of her mouth. She ha they have to come out of her mouth for her to know what's going on in there. For me, I have to think of the complete sentence, and then like, is that worth saying? I don't know if I want to expend the energy to say that or not. That, the whole sentence has to be formed. Otherwise, I, I don't say anything at all. 
And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, you identify with the outgoing or the reserve side of things. So I was going to tell the story that Nicole told, but she, she beat me to it. So the other thing that we can ask ourselves, I mean, you, this gives you a little bit of information here, but if we, do y'all like pie? Who likes pie? I like peanut butter pie, right? Anybody, any other peanut butter pie lovers? Thank you, yes. This is the personality pie, not a peanut butter pie, I'm sorry. But draw a crosshair here. The next question that we can ask ourselves is, am I more task-oriented or am I more relationship-oriented? Right? Okay. And the way that we can see this, picture with me for a second. Um, Joe is out raking the leaves one Saturday morning. He knows he's got to get the leaves raked before he watches the big game. It's probably Georgia is going to play Alabama and they're going to kick their tail. Any Alabama fans out here? I'm sorry last year. <laughs> so Bill is out there. He's raking the leaves. He goes and starts in the corner of the fence, and he goes down the line raking the leaves. You know, a pretty logical thing to do. But you can tell, you know, he's focused on the job at hand. He's looking down, not looking around out here because his neighbor John might step out the door, and he does not want to talk to him at all. So he's raking the leaves. You know, he's focused on the task at hand. On the other side of John is, did I use Joe already? Joe? Joe is out there in the yard. He's kind of raking the leaves. He's walking around, kind of looking around to see who he can talk to. As soon as John steps out, or Bill, or as soon as the neighbor steps out the door, he's like, hey man, are you going to watch the game today? He's all about the relationship. So you can see just in the little bit of observation, the difference between a task-related person and someone who likes the, the relationships. A task-oriented person, somebody who is focused on the job at hand, they prefer form, function, programs, plans. They like having projects to do, and there's always a process to things. Their focus is on getting things done. Somebody who's relationship-oriented, they're focused on the relationships. They're more caring, sharing, often more emotional. They have feelings. They talk in terms of feelings, and friendships is their focus. They, they often think about how other people feel. So we, you have your, uh, in the four quadrants, you have your outgoing and task-oriented person, your outgoing and relationship, your reserved and relationship, and your reserved and task-oriented. And we, I've got words to describe each of these. And I told you earlier, this was the DISC model of human behavior. So you've got your, your high D, which is outgoing and task-oriented. They are often the person who is, tends to be more dominant, very direct. Like they, they just come up and tell you exactly what they want to tell you. And they're often leaning in. Like they're, they're going to be in your face and kind of feel like they're encroaching on your territory. Um, they're very demanding, decisive, determined, and a high doer. So they'd probably fit in really well with Nicole's GSD crew. Let's get shit done if y'all didn't catch that earlier. The outgoing and relationship person, the high I, they are very inspiring, um, influencing, impressionable, interactive, and they're interested in people. They are, like my wife, my wife fits up in, she's about right in here in the graph, very talkative, always caring about the people. It's always the people over the task. When we go to do something, I just want to get the work done. I don't care who's there. If you're here, help. She's, she wants to talk to the people and have fun doing the work. The, the S personality, 
They are the reserved and people-oriented. They're supportive, steady, stable, sweet, status quo, and shy. And I'll say this. All of us have a blend of the four personality types. So I'm actually a high C with a D as a secondary. So it's, it's not like you have only one and none of the other. So you might find yourself in, in all of these. The, uh, the C personality, the reserve and task-oriented, they're more cautious, calculating. Remember the story where I helped Nicole? I stood back calculating what needed to be done. They are very competent, conscientious. I like the competent one. I, I like being competent. <laughs> um, very contemplative and careful. So I'll put it this way. Who, who here likes guns? Yeah, everybody likes guns. I mean, this is Tennessee. Come on. So if you go to the shooting range, there's all kinds of different people that are out there shooting guns, right? You're going to have one guy that comes up. It's like, oh, man, this is a sweet gun. <laughs> Just shooting, right? And then it's like, oh, maybe I should aim. Take aim on that. That's your high D personality. He's very outgoing, and he's just going to go charge in and do it. He's a ready, fire, aim type of person. Then you've got the high I personality, the one that's fun, that likes to talk, to, that likes other people. They like the gun. They pick it up. Oh, man, this is so cool. Like, yeah. Just they're talking to the other people about the gun. Maybe not firing, but they're dealing with the people. Then your S personality is worried about Boy, I have this big gun here. Is that going to hurt my shoulder? Should I have some padding? What's behind the target? Is somebody going to get hurt if I miss? What about the noise? Are the neighbors going to care about the noise? They're, they're worried about that. Unfortunately, the C personality type is a ready aim, 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 <laughs> aim. You know, because they're always thinking things through. It's like, I got to check the wind, the wind speed, figure for the rotation of the earth, and they're trying to make all the calculations to take a little 25-yard shot. So their struggle is aiming and never firing. Have y'all watched the TV show Friends? Anybody? So you've probably seen these people in that TV show. What would you, you said you watched Friends back here. Where would you put Monica on this scale? The S? Actually, Monica is a D. She's the hard-charging, driving, likes to be in charge, get stuff done. She's always doing things. She's very demanding. Chandler, no, I'm sorry. Joey was the I-type. Everything was about fun and people, okay? Um, Rachel was the S, always sharing, caring, helping people out, doing, you know, being with the people, helping them out. And then Ross is the C-type. So if you're familiar with, this, with the TV show, Friends, you can watch that, and you'll, you'll see a little bit better how they fit in there. So I'm going to go into, where are we at on time? We've got plenty of time? Don't know? Okay. I'm going to go into some of the basic motivations, uh, the environment needs that each person has, and how they respond or the type of people they respond best to, because just knowing this information can help you to see where people are at, can help you to understand people a little better, but you don't know how to adapt that information to create those stronger relationships, right? Because you're like, okay, so I know this guy is outgoing and relationship-oriented, but I don't know what to do with that. But I'm going to help you out with it. So the high-D personality, they like challenge, choices, and control. And for those of you who have kids or who have your own business, you know that there's people out there who, if you say... All right, Joe, 
go do this thing, just go get it done, and walk away. There's people, maybe your kids, maybe your coworker, employee, they do not like that, right? If you have, if you have a business for kids, they don't like just being told what to do, not given the option to figure it out, to, to decide what to do. They, to them, saying, go do that, that's a challenge. It's like, no, I'm not going to go do that because you just threw a challenge at me. But if you turn that around and say, there's people that you can say, go do that, and they won't do it, but you can take the same thing and say, I bet you can't do that thing, and they're going to go get it done. It's because it's, it's a challenge to them, and they've got the choice to do it or not. Um, a guy told a story once, a guy that I learned disc from, he said his daughter, he had a really hard time getting her to go to bed. Her bedtime was 9 o'clock. And as he got to understanding personalities a little bit, he learned that she was the high D personality. He was not giving her, um, it was a challenge to get her to go to bed because he wasn't giving her choices and control. So he said, I'm going to play a little trick on her. He said, tonight, Susie, you can go to bed at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, your choice, but one of those two. What do y'all think she did? She went to bed at 8 o'clock because she knew her dad wanted her to go to bed at 9 o'clock. So she had the control to go to bed early. It was her choice. So that was, that's kind of the high D personality. Some of the things that they need in their environment to operate the best. They like freedom. They like authority. You know, they, they would prefer to be the ones telling you what to do rather than being told what to do. Varied activities, difficult assignments, and in a work environment, they like opportunities for advancement. I've got a good story for this next one. <laughs> The high I personality likes recognition, approval, and popularity. Now, I already told you, my wife is the high I. She likes to be recognized, she likes to be approved of, and she likes people to like her. So my dad loves shredded wheat. And a few years back, it had been a long time since he had had shredded wheat because he was not able to find it in the grocery store. My wife went to Kroger one day and was like, hey, they have shredded wheat there. We should get some for your dad. So next time I went by Kroger, I swung in there, Grabbed a couple boxes of shredded wheat for him, took it home, presented it to dad. It was like, hey, we found some shredded wheat for you. Here you go. And he thanked me. He's like, wow, I thought they didn't even make this anymore. Thank you so much. My wife is standing back here. She goes, um, I found that. That was me. <laughs> she wanted to be recognized for that. She wanted that popularity because that's her personality type. Now, if I didn't understand that, I'd be like, you just always want to steal my thunder, don't you? You don't like when I get anything good. But understanding that she likes the recognition and the popularity, that helped me, helped me to have a little grace for that. She wasn't just trying to steal my thunder. She was just trying to fill a need that she had with her personality style. So their, their needs and their environment. Let me take a drink. Their needs are for prestige, friendly relationships, opportunities to influence others, my wife influenced my dad through finding the shredded wheat and having me go get it. And they like to inspire others and verbalize ideas. I already said my wife is one who, like, word vomit. <laughs> I get home from work and it's like, <laughs> fire hose to the face. But it, it's good because I understand her. Let me go back to the, the D personality type. Some of the, um, we give them an exclamation point for the symbol, because they are, let's see, 
They're emphatic in everything. They're very emphatic in the way they talk, in the way they work, in the way they think, in the way they do. They're always moving forward towards something specific. And they like to lead or be in charge. They're upbeat, fast, and powerful. Their basic priority in life, if you are very high on the D, they want power. If they're very low on the D, they prefer participating. So that's the two opposite ends of the spectrum there. Some of their nonverbal communication styles that you can use to recognize people are the very firm handshake, um, steady eye contact if they're interested in what you're saying. They're emphasizing, probably pointing fingers, like they're very direct with what they're talking about. They maybe display impatience, have fast-moving body language, and they don't like being touched. Like, you know, there's people in conversation that'll come touch your arm or whatever. The high D personality does not like that. They're like, no, stay, stay back. And I said earlier, they're, they're always leaning in. Like, if, if you have their attention, they're leaning in. They're interested in what's going on. By percentage of population, they're about 10%. Um, some people who you might know who also are the D personality are Donald Trump, Judge Judy, Dr. Phil, and Hillary Clinton. So that, that you can see in the public sector, some people that fit that. Um, going back to the I personality, which I've described a little bit, they get a star because they love the recognition and the popularity. That's my version of a star. They like to persuade others to their way of thinking, and they're very good at it because they have all the words to say. Like They don't have to think things through to talk. They're just they're ready, probably looking for you to pause a little bit in your conversation so that they can insert what they have to say. Their, their focus on life is all pulling in the same direction. If we can all pull in the same direction, our success will never end. And they, their ideal environment is one that's fun, friendly, and exciting. So if you have kids or employees who you can't seem to get motivated to do things, like, like I said earlier, the guy out raking the leaves looking for somebody, maybe stopping to talk to a puppy or look at a rose or a butterfly, they want that interaction and that relationship. That's what they're looking for. So if you can give your kids doing a task or your employees, if you can give them that environment, they'll thrive a lot better. Their basic priority in life is interacting with people because they're relationship-oriented. So they look for the people, the puppies, the fence posts. It doesn't matter. Something to talk to that will listen to them. If they're very low, they isolate themselves. They prefer being alone. Like They, they recharge best in an in a alone environment. Some of their nonverbal communication styles. Very animated facial expressions, a lot of hand and body movement. They're very contact-oriented. If, if you're standing there and they come up and talk to you, they'll probably give you a hug, put their arm around you, or they might touch your arm while you're talking. Some of those things. They're very contact-oriented. And people gravitate towards their space. I know you've been in crowds where it's like there's always that one guy or girl who everybody is around, like just listening to every word they have to say. That's probably the outgoing and relationship-oriented person because they're very personable. They're charm, they're poised and charming, and they can look distracted sometimes. By percentage of population, they're about 25 to 30%. And a couple examples are Jim Carrey, Will Smith, Oprah Winfrey, and Ellen DeGeneres. So now we're going to move to the S type. They're, like I said earlier, their, their basic motivations are security, appreciation, and assurance. Or maybe I didn't say that. But what they need is that security. Okay, remember I, uh, 
the example with the guy or shooting a gun, they were worried about, well, is, my, is it going to hurt my shoulder? Or what's behind the target here that, that we might hurt? Are the neighbors going to be upset about the noise? They're, they're worried about other people. They need that assurance and the, the security. They, their symbol is a plus, I'm sorry, right here, plus and minus sign because they're like, they're okay either way. They just want to be there to help people because they're more worried about harmony than they are about anything else. As long as everybody gets along, they're okay. That's, that's what they want. They're, I think the uh, three musketeers were probably the S type because their motto was all for one and one for all. Everybody together, like all in harmony. And they need, their ideal environment is one that's predictable, stable, and harmonious. They like to know what's happening. They're, they're, the I personality is very spontaneous. They might say, hey, let's jump in the car and drive to Florida this weekend or in 10 minutes. Like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. The S personality, that, that doesn't work for them. They need to know at least a week in advance. <laughs> it, it's got to... They have to see it coming down the pipeline for them to, to prepare, to feel like that's something that they can do. Their basic priority in life, if you are very high, S is routine. And if you're very low in the S, which would be the opposite end of the spectrum, they like change. So you can see the two differences there. Nonverbal communication styles, they wear low-key colors, conventional styles, conventional vehicles, maybe drive a minivan. Um, intermittent eye contact, gentle gestures, patience, slower moving body language, and they're very reassuring and supportive. They're about 30 to 35% of the population. And uh, let's see, people like Martin Luther King Jr., Paula Abdul, Mother Teresa, and Gonda would fit the S personality type. On to the C, the cautious personality. Their, their motivations in life, the, the things that they need, are quality answers, excellence, and value. Something that they're really good at is asking questions. I'm a high C personality. Somebody once asked me how many questions a C asks, and I said, well, how many questions are there? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to ask a question back to you. They like clearly defined tasks and explanations. It's not a, hey, I need you to go take care of that thing out there and no details. They want all the details so that they can fulfill your expectations. And I apologize if I'm spending a little more time on this one. I'm more familiar with that one. They, they like sufficient time and resources to accomplish a task. Uh, team participation is high for them. They don't like taking risks. Although they will take a very calculated risk, they're not somebody who's likely to go cliff diving or skydiving or something that's, that the high D personality might do because they like that excitement. Again, their, their symbol is a question mark because they ask all the questions. How many questions are there? They like consistent quality and excellence. And that's probably why, for me, in construction, why I can build a good name for myself because I like quality. I don't like doing things half-assed. It's going to be done right. They say in, in any service-based business, you can have three things. You can have, um, you can have it cheap, fast, or good. I try to only be good. 
I'm not very fast because I'm going to take the time to make sure it's done right, and I don't like being cheap because then nobody's happy. You have to be fast if you're cheap. So I like the quality. Their focus is that anything worth doing is worth doing right, and they often think that they're, they're right. Even if they let you win the argument, they're like, yeah, but I'm right. And they might not say it. And their ideal environment is one that has procedures, accuracy, and quality. So if, if they are in, say, a work environment that doesn't have clearly outlined procedures in place for how things get done, you'll probably lose them because they like the procedure. They like the step-by-step. -step. They need the, to know what needs to be done and how you like it done. A high C personality, they like facts. Like, tell me the facts. I don't, I'm not, I don't care about your feelings. You know, those come later. I want the facts. So a, a low C is on the feeling side of things. But nonverbal communication styles are very formal and conservative, probably faultless grooming. I, I don't do that. They have very conservative clothes with matching accessories, non-emotional, that is me. Few facial expressions, few gestures, and the ones they do are very controlled. They're not like all out here like the like the eye or the yeah, the eye and the deep personality. They're very controlled in their gestures and how they how they move. They're slower moving and they're very assessing. Like Nicole said, when I came to do her stairway, I stood around and kind of looked at it a while. I was assessing the, what needed to be done. And they will retain their ground in stressful situations if they can rely on concrete facts. If they know they're right and they can present you with the evidence, they will stand their ground. By percentage of population, they're about 20 to 25%. And people like Diane Sawyer, Clint Eastwood, Tiger Woods, and Martha Stewart are also this, the high C personality. So what'd you think? I, uh, I, I cracked a couple of jokes. They fell flat, so I don't have a career in comedy. But um, yeah, it, let me know what you thought about it, where you find yourself on the DISC model of human behavior, a high D, I, S, or C. And uh, was, that, was it cleared? Were you able to understand it? Do you want to get your own DISC personality assessment? If you do... Check the link in the show notes. I have a link where you can go get your own personality assessment and uh, it'll tell you a lot about yourself and about how you can uh, build stronger relationships with other people. So go check that out. Link in the show notes. Do good work.